Hey guys, Dr. Cassie here. Thanks for tuning in to Vetfolio Voice. For this episode, we're excited to bring you a special edition podcast in conjunction with NAVC's advocacy platform, Embrace, on a very important topic in veterinary medicine, toxicology, and specifically xylitol poisoning. So xylitol poisoning is something that I personally have a little bit of experience with in my own pets. I turned my back for what felt like a second and found my dog happily chomping away on a pack of sugar-free gum that she pulled out of my husband's bag. And I should mention, during this incident, she was probably at least 12, maybe 13 years old. I mean, she never grew out of stealing things and tearing them up, but this was by far one of her worst offenses, if you don't count the time she ate all the Halloween candy, but don't even get me started on that one. The good news is she was completely fine. Um, we got her to vomit everything up and um, and she walked away scot-free, thank goodness. But I digress. Let me tell you a little bit more about our episode today. For this episode, we'll be speaking with veterinary toxicologist, Dr. Tina Wismer, who serves as the medical director of the ASPCA's Animal Poison Control Center. Recent legislation surrounding xylitol poisoning is gaining traction in Congress, and in this episode, we'll discuss the dangers of xylitol and other toxins that pose serious health threats to our pets. We'll also cover what you should do when faced with this situation in the clinic and how the ASPCA can help. Before we jump into our interview with Dr. Wismer, let's take a moment to listen to a brief introduction from Representative David Schweikert, who proposed this bill in Congress. Mr. Schweikert represents Arizona's 6th Congressional District and is currently serving his 6th term. This is Congressman David Schweikert, and I truly appreciate the veterinary community taking an interest in our House Bill 5261. We all prefer to call it Pause Off Act. The genesis of this legislation, a few months ago, I had a neighbor come knock on my door just tears running down his face. Um, He had this big, beautiful, white, I I think it's a type of Malamute. And the pup died a pretty horrible death after eating gum out of his wife's purse. And I was flabbergasted. I did not understand the xylitol sugar alcohol issue and just the toxicity. And as we did some research from our office, we found out that this is shockingly common. And we started to try to get the FDA to step forward and do labeling. We were making no progress there. So we've been able to put together a bipartisan piece of legislation to get the labeling for the Pause Off Act. And I think it's something it can move forward, particularly if we get the community to step up, educate themselves on the piece of legislation, And then just reach out, reach out to members of Congress, encourage them, because let's be honest, in this environment, this is one thing both Republicans and Democrats can all agree upon. Wonderful. Now let's go ahead and get into our discussion. Welcome to Vetfolio Voice, Dr. Wismer. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, our pleasure. We are here to talk about toxicology. So in your career, you've worked in small animal emergency practices. Did you see something in your emergency practice work that drew you into working with at the Poison Control Center? I noticed that when I was in emergency practice, I really loved 
the toxicology cases. Because even if I didn't have a good outcome, I at least knew what was going to happen, right? I was able to predict and give owners prognosis. Um, so when the uh, position opened up at animal poison control, and I found out it was an alternative residency to get boarded, I jumped on the opportunity. Absolutely. And can you tell us a little bit more about the ASPCA Poison Control Center? I mean, I, I've definitely spent my share of time on the phone there. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about what it does and what your role is there? So we are a um, 24 hour phone service and we take phone calls from both owners and from veterinary professionals about potential poisoning situations. When an owner calls, we're gonna ask what kind of animal, what did they potentially get into? How much do they weigh? How old are they? Do they have any health problems? Figure out a potential dose and then either tell the owners, okay, this is something we can monitor at home or you need to go to the veterinarian. And if the veterinarian gets involved, then we will certainly uh, talk with them about what's gonna potentially happen in this case and how to best treat it. My role here, uh, when I first started, I worked as the um, overnight veterinarian for almost 13 years and talked to all my emergency vet peeps. And then I went to, as uh, my mother would say, the dark side into administration. <laughs> and um, ended up uh, managing the veterinarians on the hotline. So I work as um, the director of toxicology. So I help make sure that the uh, protocols that we're following to manage um, toxicities are consistent across the veterinarians here. Fantastic. And I know that, you know, from the GP side of things, we are incredibly thankful for all of you because um, exactly what you said there in the beginning is true that, you know, we get these poisoning cases and as stressful as they can be, um, so thankful to be able to call you guys and talk to you and get the information of, you know, what our treatment plan needs to look like, what our prognosis is, and really be able to go and talk to the owners with maybe not full certainty, but like a little bit more certainty and what we're doing and what we're expecting. And it's nice to be able to tell them, okay, we're looking at 24 hours hospitalization, or, you know, this is going to be at least three days in the hospital so that owners have expectations and, you know, and veterinarians know, do they have restrictions? Absolutely. And so I'm really interested in the answer to this next question. What are the most common poisons found in our homes that are a threat to our pets and what kind of harm do they do? What are kind of the primary things we should be on the lookout for? At Poison Control, of course, we say everything is toxic, right? The dose <laughs> determines the poison. But looking at the most common things, of course, chocolate is going to be number one, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dogs have no off button when it comes to chocolate. So they will eat any and all um, that they can get a hold of. And certainly that can cause, you know, vomiting, high heart rates, potentially tremors and seizures. But the other category that we see a lot of animals getting into are over-the-counter medications. So things like ibuprofen or acetaminophen, which of course can cause, ibuprofen can cause ulcers and kidney failure, while acetaminophen can cause methemoglobinemia and liver failure. All of those make perfect sense. Um, that may extend beyond just dogs as far as not having an off button when it comes to chocolate. Like, thank goodness it's not toxic to us. <laughs> um, 
But let's talk a little bit about another kind of toxin, xylitol. NAVC Embrace is NAVC's grassroots advocacy initiative, and our advocates are currently urging Congress to pass the Pause Off Act, which would require companies that sell products containing xylitol to list the dangers to pets on the product label. So can you talk about what kind of dangers does xylitol pose to our pets, and has the ASPCA seen an uptick in xylitol poisonings? So yes. So xylitol, it is a natural sweetener. Okay. It's a five carbon sugar alcohol and it's very safe in people, cats, right? Um, Other animals, but the problem is dogs. And for some reason, when dogs eat xylitol, it actually stimulates the pancreas to secrete insulin. So we see hypoglycemia. And then, of course, secondary, you know, tremors and seizures. And at even higher doses of xylitol, um, what we believe happens is that xylitol actually bypasses the Krebs cycle. I know it hurts to think way back to school. Um, <laughs> but way it, back. Way back. It uses this uh, pentose phosphate shunt. So what happens is there's no ATP produced. So what happens is your liver cells die because they don't have any energy. So in dogs, we see secondary liver failure. And one of the issues we see is that people don't know that xylitol is a problem. And we're finding it in more and more products than it used to be in, right? It's becoming a popular ingredient. And your question about the number of cases going up, yes, we've seen a huge increase in cases over the past you know, few years with animals, especially dogs. So most of our listeners are animal health professionals like myself and, and like you. And when we're talking to clients about toxins like xylitol in their homes, what advice should we as veterinarians be giving to help protect pets? So it's all about owners knowing what's in the house, right? So if they know that this product contains xylitol, whether it's sugar-free gum or whether it's toothpaste, then they can keep these items away from pets, right? You know, you don't set your purse down that has the gum in it, or, you know, you make sure that the dog is outside of the bathroom when you're brushing your teeth. Yeah, that whole putting your purse down with the sugar-free gum in it. I have personally had that experience. We always talk about grandma's purse being probably the most dangerous place for dogs. Sure. Right? Uh, you know, there's sugar-free gum, there's, you know, medication. So yeah, you and I may know in our own household, we don't put things on the floor, right? but your guests or grandma may not know that it's a problem for your pets. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we sign off, what kind of resources does the ASPCA Poison Control Center provide to animal health professionals to help us stay up to date on some of the threats that our patients face? We have a monthly newsletter and we also post articles on potential toxins on ASPCA.org. So a lot of different toxins. There's also a toxic and non-toxic plant list there on the website. So a lot of different resources there. Wonderful. Wonderful. Cause I know it's really hard to keep them straight. I'm thinking back to like toxicology in vet school and it was like, how am I ever going to remember these? So, so thankful to have just like this concise resource to consult when we're worried about toxins. Yes. You know, this is what I do every day. If you ask me to manage a, a 
Addison's dog, we'd be in trouble. But toxicology, that's my jam. I love it. I love it. Takes all kinds, right? That's right. (laughs) Well, Dr. Wismer, thank you so much for joining me and for getting the information out about the ASPCA Poison Control Center and this information about xylitol. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you for inviting me. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with us? Just remember, your new pet is not the same as your old pet. Poison-proof your house. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Oh, that is excellent advice, even for those of us in the field. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for listening to this special edition podcast from Vetfolio and NAVC Embrace. And a huge thank you to Congressman Schweikart and Dr. Wismer for joining us in this discussion about xylitol poisoning in pets and the Pause Off Act of 2021. As a community, we need your voice to be heard so that together we can make a difference. To ask your elected leaders in Congress to support the Pause Off Act to protect your pets from xylitol poisoning, please visit navc.com slash embrace and take action. While you're there, you can become an advocate and support other important issues affecting animal health. Thanks again for listening and as always, visit us on vetfolio.com for all of your veterinary education needs. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. Mm